Welcome to Flat Church Lilongwe's Inspiring Sermon Podcast, where faith meets community. Join us on a transformative journey as we explore the word together. Stay tuned for messages that uplift and empower. Let's dive in. Uh, this morning we're going to be reading from Luke um, chapter 2, starting from verse 1 to 21. Luke chapter 2, starting from verse 1. To 21, I'll be reading from the New King James Version, and the word of our Lord says, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Cornelius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them In the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace goodwill toward men. So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, let us go, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told them. And when, they ate, when, and when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word. I pray, Heavenly Father, that as you speak to us, may we hear you ever so clearly. It's in your name, Jesus Christ, that I pray. Amen. We may take our seats. 
Good morning, Flood Church. My name is Zach. I serve as the Equip and Discipleship Director here at Flood Church. And it's an honor and a privilege to stand before you this morning uh, to open the Word of God. Um, today we are on uh, our second week of our series called Fear Not. Um, and today I'll be talking about fear not when you're faced with what you can't control. Fear not when you're faced with what you can't control. Um, and talking about control, I don't know if any of you has ever been in a car where there are probably three or four people that are all drivers and how much each and every person is a perfect driver and wants to have control over the driving that is happening. Because every time a guy is moving too fast, like, hey, 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 watch out. And the next, everyone has an opinion because they feel like they're a better driver than the next person. Um, and I can't talk about control uh, without sharing um, an issue that happened to me the first time that I got on the plane. So I was really young, I was traveling by myself, and uh, my mother used to work for Air Malawi, so um, she sat me down and went through everything with me that I needed to um, know. So I was like, yeah, I'm really, really ready for you know, this flight. And uh, while I was at it, um, the, the plane took off, I was really excited. I was like, yeah, the, the liftoff is not as bad as people make it sound. So I, I was actually enjoying it. Um, where everything took a turn was when um, the pilot said, okay, we had X amount of feet in the, in the air, um, you can take off your seat belts. Um, so we took off the seat belts, and this guy walks from the cockpit and is heading towards the back of the plane. So I'm like, sir, in my mind, I'm like, sir, you have one job and one job only. Control this plane. And this guy was too confident, saying hi to everyone and cracking jokes. I was like, whatever switch that you have lifted for autopilot, you trust it so, so much. Please go sit down and control this plane. And that reality hits me every single time I get on a plane, that I have zero control whatsoever about what's happening in that situation and I just sit there and say God whatever happens happens and uh, in this passage we see um, two groups of people um, that are faced with situations that um, they can't control and those situations that they couldn't control also brought them um, some certain fears so today uh, we'll be looking at two groups of people and uh, those those groups of people had different types of fears and we'll be looking at the fears um, that they had. But most importantly, um, this story also highlights how Jesus came into the world for us. Um, and the first group of people that I want us to look at is the shepherds. And we see the shepherds uh, starting from verse eight to verse 12. Um, these, these shepherds were normal people. They were common people doing a common job. Um, they would go from place to place trying to find pasture so that the flock could feed. That was what they did on the first of the month to the 31st of the month. That is them working. But in this, in this case, we see something that is very different. Um, the common person doing his common thing is met by the supernatural. So in this case, they are relaxing one night and the supernatural comes in, where they're met with angels. I don't know if you have read any passage 
in scripture where they're talking about angels. Uh, angels, as depicted by Hollywood, are actually some nice, sweet stuff. But angels depicted in the Bible are actually something very scary. And any random person would actually be scared if an angel would come to you. And to make it even worse, an angel coming to you at night, that's something scary. So these random people are just relaxing and they're gripped with fear. But one thing that they were told is to fear not. To fear not. And when I was preparing this, I was like, yes, um, they were fearing the angels, but also maybe they actually just didn't know what was going to happen to them. Like you don't know if they're just coming to give you a message or maybe this is, a, this is your last day. So they had fear. But the message to them is clear. To fear not. And because they didn't fear, this led to the proclamation of the good news that you and I know even till today. Because of them not fearing, they ended up going to deliver a message that was important then, is important today, and will be important in the next 10, 15, 20 years from now. So the fear that I want us to look at when we're talking about the shepherds is the fear of the unknown, is the fear of the unknown. And uh, it's in human nature for us to want to have control over certain things that are happening in our lives. Um, we want to know how certain things will flow. So some of us, we even pride ourselves to say, I'm actually a control freak. I want to have things done my way. And when we don't have that certain control, we feel like everything is going to fall apart. And maybe some of us start to get stressed. Some of us operate in fear because we don't have control over certain things. Um, and these people also had their fears. But one thing that I love about the Bible is when, when God says, fear not, he just doesn't leave it there. Uh, when we read Isaiah 41, verse 10, he says, fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Because it could have been one thing for God just to say, fear not, and just leave us there. But he says, fear not, because I am with you. I am with you. So even in the times that we are fearing the unknown, whether we don't know what's coming next, we can actually step into the unknown with confidence, knowing that our God is with us every step of the way. Fear of the unknown can be conquered because we know that God is with us every step of the way. And in a few weeks, we'll be stepping into 2024. And most of us don't know what that means for us. Most of us don't know how that will map out. Maybe some of us, it's not even 2024, is too, is too far out. Some of us, maybe it's even this coming week, tomorrow. It's an unknown for us. Tomorrow is even probably too much. Maybe in the next few hours. There are certain things that we are trusting God for. And we actually don't know how those things will map out. But we can have the confidence to step into the future. We can have the confidence to step into the unknown 
knowing that we are known by a God who knows the future. Joshua 1 verse 9 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So we can have confidence as we fear the unknown, knowing that God is with us everywhere we go. In our times where we are afraid of what we can't control, God is telling us, I am with you everywhere you go. Maybe God is calling you this morning to trust him everywhere you go. Maybe God is calling you to trust him tomorrow for whatever issues that you're expecting. Or at the start of 2024, whatever resolutions that you have, God is telling you to trust me everywhere you go. Um, and the second group of people, or the second person that I want us to look at is Mary. Mary Mary's account um, can be seen from verse 16 to verse 19. Uh, Mary was, was a random, was a normal person as, as well. Um, if we can take it back, Mary was proposed to be married to Joseph. And these people were probably, as any normal person would be, um, as they're getting married, they're really excited about the future and everything that they have planned. And then an angel of the Lord comes and tells them a different story. Um, goes to Mary and tells Mary, you're going to be having a child. Mary says, how? Um, and says, this is going to be because of the Holy Spirit. And then tells Joseph to say, you are going to raise this child as well. So now these people were excited about the future. And now they're presented with something totally different that they actually didn't plan for. Imagine being Mary, being excited to be married to probably the love of your life. And then the next thing that you are told is, you have the responsibility of raising up the Messiah. You have the responsibility of being the mother to the person that is going to save the whole world. What kind of pressure would that bring? So even in this passage, we see that when the shepherds got the message, they went ahead to meet Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. And as they delivered this message to them, Mary kept everything to heart. And no one knows what she was thinking in this passage. But she had more questions than she could get answers. And most of us, um, as we are stepping into the future, we've got more questions than we find answers. And in Mary's account, we notice uh, two fears that I want us to highlight. Um, the first fear is the fear of the uncertainty of the future, the fear of the uncertainty of the future. Uh, because most of us, life could have been easier if on the day that you were born, you were handed a script and you would know that this is my path and this is what I'm going to do. But life does not hand us a script, so we end up doing things and making mistakes and starting all over again and getting our hearts broken and walking into spaces where fear comes in every step of the way. Because a script would have been easier. We could have lived life easier that way. But no one has a script. So just because we have zero control over um, the uncertainties of the future doesn't mean that we should live a life of fear. God is calling us to continue to trust him, 
even in the times of uncertainty. Um, and if we're talking about uncertainty, COVID is one of those seasons that taught us uh, a humbling lesson. Because one day you would wake up and not know what's happening, and then the next day seems like we've got things figured out. And then the next day, things have taken five steps back. So we were left to do is just sit at home and we're stuck at home for no one knew how many days. And we tried so many concoctions, so many medicines. Uh, blue gum trees were the gold of that time because everyone was steaming. And we sat at home without knowing what's coming next. And at that point, everyone was uncertain about the future. But it's funny how we can go on the internet and actually trust people telling us that if you steam blue gum trees, it will actually help you with your COVID. But when God tells you to trust him, sometimes we want to question. We get so much information from different people, so much information from random people, but we still question God when he's trying to call us to trust him. Psalms 27, uh, 1 to 3 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is, my, is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked come against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may arise against me, in this I will be confident. In uncertain futures, may we find our confidence not in the opinions of other people. May we not find our confidence in our experience, but may we find confidence in a God who says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. May we find our confidence in a God who tells you, do not be afraid because I am with you every step of the way. We can find certainty in a life full of uncertainties because we trust a God who knows the future. We trust a God who knows tomorrow. And the second faith that I want us to look at from Mary's account is the fear of the divine calling or purpose. The fear of the divine calling or purpose. Uh, if there's some, something that most of us would run away from uh, is when God calls us to do something. Most of us start to fear what God will call us into doing. Because sometimes maybe God will call us into a space that we're not ready for. Or maybe God will call us to leave something that we don't want to uh, leave or we want to hold on to. So whether it's us just trusting him with letting go of something or stepping into the unknown, there's always fear of that calling or the, that purpose because we don't know what's coming next. Because this also calls us into a space where we fully surrender and we are fully dependent on God and God alone. And most of us want to have control over certain things because it feels better that way. But when God is calling us, he will not call us into a purpose or a calling that is not there to walk, us, to walk with us side by side. 
Proverbs, five, Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. It doesn't, it doesn't say that the path will be perfect, no hurdles or anything, but he will be with you, and he will make your path straight. Most of us have gone through life and have faced so many uncertainties. We have faced so much fear of just what's coming ahead of us. And there are some things that if we started to say, everyone can come and give a testimony. We would say, everything seemed to go south. If it had not been for the Lord, I wouldn't have been here. If it had not been for the Lord, I wouldn't have been here. And everyone has probably had one of these situations where it seems like everything was going wrong but God. Because there are many stories in the Bible that we can say um, had these kind of situations. Where if we look at Moses and the Israelites, he goes to Pharaoh and tells Pharaoh that um, God says, let my people go. So they start off. And while they were on their journey, they are faced with the Red Sea in front of them, and behind them were chariots that were coming um, for them. And it was in that moment that if it was not for the Lord to come through for Moses and the Israelites to part that Red Sea, we don't know what could have happened. Everything was going wrong until God stepped in. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace. They are told to trust other gods that were not the God that they served. And they said, we'll trust in our God. And even if he doesn't come through, we'll still trust him. So they step into that fiery furnace and people start to wonder. It was three people that stepped into the furnace. But there was a fourth person in there. Everything seemed to be going wrong until God stepped in. Daniel in the lion's den. There's never been any account where people have sat with lions for that long and actually a lion not to think of devouring a person. Everything seemed to be going wrong until God stepped in. Sometimes we'll ask ourselves, how did I survive this? Or how did I make, make it out of this? Everything seemed wrong until God stepped in. So maybe God is calling us to say, Fear less and trust me more. Fear less and trust me more. Every once in a while, I, uh, I go to the gym. And uh, I've been working out for probably over 10 years now. Um, and one thing that I've learned um, while working out is that your injuries can happen not because a weight has fallen on you every single time, but certain things can also lead to you having those kind of injuries. So... Um, your posture can actually be a problem, or your stance can be a problem, or how you grip the weights can be a problem. So if your posture is a little slouchy, you end up hurting your back or your shoulders. If your stance is a bit crooked, you end up having problems with your hips, your knees, or your ankles. If your grip is too tight, you end up hurting your wrists, your elbows, or your shoulders. Um, and this 
also appealed um, really, really well to me when I was preparing this. Um, that maybe, maybe God is calling us to just change the posture of our hearts. Maybe God is calling you to change the posture of your heart because maybe your heart is saying one thing, but your actions are doing one thing. Maybe your heart is saying, God, I actually fully trust you, but your actions are actually flipped upside down. Maybe you come here and your stance is one of surrender and you're crying out and saying, God, I surrender to you. But every time that you come here and present everything to the altar, as, as soon as we say amen, you'll carry everything with you and head back home to it so that you can continue with your fear, so that you can continue in being the control freak that you, that you think you are. And maybe sometimes it's the grip that we think if I have a firm grip over my future, if I have a firm grip over what's coming next, I'll be in a better situation to control everything that comes my way. And you think that's actually a better way to do things. But funny enough is when you're lifting weights, the, the more you loosen your grip, the heavier weights that you can actually carry because you let the, the weights rest on your palm. Maybe God is calling you to say, loosen that grip a little bit. Because the, the, the moment that you loosen that grip, God can actually help you carry more. Maybe you should loosen that grip so that God can help you carry more weight. But most of the times, we feel like if we have more control over certain things that are happening in our lives, if we have more control over certain things that are, that are coming in our future, we stand a better chance of actually succeeding. But God is calling you to say, loosen that grip because he wants to help you carry more weight. Maybe today you're battling with just holding on to certain things that God is calling you to say, loosen the grip. God is saying, trust me. Maybe God is saying to you this morning to say, the posture of your heart looks like you are totally trusting me, but your actions are actually doing something totally different. Maybe God is saying you come here with a stance of surrender and total trust in me, but your life is being lived otherwise. God is calling you today to say, how are you trusting me? One thing that I have noticed from the passage, um, when the shepherds received the message um, and they sat down, they went on to do this thing. Um, and the passage says, so it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. What is that one thing the Lord is making known to you this morning? That you should actually trust him. Whether it's you loosening the grip and actually trusting him, or maybe it's changing the posture of your heart and actually surrendering to him, or maybe even total surrender and full dependence and taking a stance to say, God, I give up my life 
and I give it all to you. What is God saying to you this morning? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person that is here. Thank you for your word that is true. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for just how each and every one of us can come to Jesus with our fears, uh, with our concerns, and he's open and willing to accept each and every one of us. So I pray, Heavenly Father, this morning, um, if we are in a space where we feel like we're in better control um, when we have things known, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you help us to trust you even more. I pray, Heavenly Father, for any person that is afraid of what's coming tomorrow, what's coming in the next week or in 2024, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you help us to fear not and fully trust in you. For you are with us every step of the way. I pray for even people who have not fully trusted you, Jesus. Um, not even in this moment that they may give you, that they may give their lives to you, oh God, um, and fully surrender uh, their will to you. Um, Heavenly Father, because in you um, we find peace. In you we find rest, and there's no better place to be in than in your presence. Because in your presence is a better space to be in than staying in our fears, oh God. So I pray this morning that may you release us from our fears. It's in your name, Jesus, that I pray. Amen. Uh, right now we have um, people on the sides of, of the church that are willing to pray for us and pray with us. Um, and I'll ask.